I have four young kids, and two of them are boys that are close together in age. There's Philip, who is seven, and Mark, that's five, and they're about 22 months apart. They play really well together most of the time, keeping themselves busy with Legos and running around in the yard and playing Star Wars, wrestling and looking at books about nature and, and Legos. They get along well, all things considered, but they have pronounced bouts of sibling rivalry, which manifests itself in strange ways. Most notably, they refuse to admit that they like or want the same thing. If one wants chocolate milk, the other is guaranteed to want white milk. If one likes the color red, the other likes anything but red. If one likes Han Solo, the other prefers Luke Skywalker. It's almost comical how strictly they stick to this pattern to ensure that they don't comply with the other. Now, I hope and pray that they grow out of this someday, but this stubborn defiance of the ways of the other has something to teach us about our topic for the day, the relationship between science and the environmental movement. Hello, I'm Dale Gentry, and welcome to the Disciple Science Podcast. I'm an ecologist and a professor of biology and a Christian. I find great joy and harmony in my life exploring science, studying birds, and in following Jesus. I started Disciple Science to produce short videos and other resources to show how integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. I'm glad you're here to join me and occasional guests as we explore the intersection of science and Christian faith. Now, let's get on with the podcast. I'm glad you're here with me this week. I'm uh, continuing to shelter in place and attempting to work from home among my four wonderful children and my wife. We are trying to homeschool and keep in touch with friends, all with an adorable toddler who's eager to disrupt everything we do. And I know that many of us are are probably struggling, even if we don't have any immediate friends or family who are sick, just because of the, the loss of physical experience of church and built-in community and the normalcy that comes with our, our going to work and having our regular meetings and going to the gym and chatting with neighbors. Uh, I just pray uh, for each of you and for the leaders of our of our government as we get through this extraordinarily trying time. I hope that this podcast gives you just the smallest sense of peace and normalcy as we all adapt to uh, these trying circumstances. Depending on when you hear this, I have a new blog post coming out this week about connecting with God through nature since we can't connect with God at church. I hope you find it interesting and valuable. Disciple Science is interested primarily in what we can learn about God from the study of nature and how Christians should relate to the natural world. Christianity talks a lot about how to orient ourselves towards God and to a degree about how to love other people, but there is less attention given to God's creation and, and our current existence here in this physical reality, in this life, or at least there was in the evangelical tradition that I was raised in and, and still kind of exist in. Should we, should we study the natural world? Should we uh, 
um, tend and watch over it? Should we use it? Should we just ignore it? You know, probably all of the above, maybe except ignore it. I think we shouldn't do that. But it's more of a question of how to balance each of these uh, potential options in and with our pursuit of God. Now, in this question about how to relate to the natural world, there are applications everywhere, you know, for our, our, our physical body. How should we relate to our body and should we treat it with reverence or should we treat it as something that will just pass away and is therefore unimportant? Um, we can engage you know, using science to study the rest of God's creation and the cosmos and the story of life and the story of the earth and have questions about that. We can also... Uh, have questions about how we should relate to all of the other life and things around us. Not the story of them in the past, but their current existence as we understand them in the environmental sciences. If you haven't seen it, uh, you are probably aware I'm, I'm leading us into a discussion of a new video that we released last week called The Gospel and the Environment. And this is really getting at how Christians should relate to the rest of the world, which is the, the setting for the kingdom of God. That, you know, you were talking about your residence and your, your vehicle and your, your church and your food and water and air and local habitats and wildlife. Because religion is essential to how we think and talk and behave. The dominant religion of a society is often influences how that society interfaces with the natural world. So what does Christianity say about how we should relate to God's creation? Well, interestingly, it appears that Christians don't think much of the call to environmental stewardship. There are data that support the idea that Christians are among the least environmentally conscious social group in the United States. The least environmentally conscious social group in the United States. And so, where does that come from? Actually, let, let me share a little data with you before we start tearing into this. So, 40% of Americans self-identify as environmentalists. That's actually significantly down from about 70% in the early 90s. So fewer Americans think of themselves as environmentalists now than ever before since we've been measuring this and since sort of the, the term environmentalist came about in the 70s. But only 20% of American Christians self-identify as environmentalists. Now, I know that terminology has baggage that might prevent some of them from being willing to adopt it. And we could pick this study apart. But again, 40% of the uh, of average American and 20% of Christians self-identify as environmentalists. There's also data to show that white uh, Caucasian evangelical Christians are the social group that is the most skeptical of human-caused climate change, again, in the entire country. So these patterns really show that Christians are not taking environmental stewardship as something that is primary in their journey of faith as an important aspect of their life. So what is up with that? Now, there are at least two options here. Either they are tuned into the correct view that we should not be stewards of the environment, and this is not God's work, and this should not be a priority of people of faith, or the 
Christian church in America has gotten our priorities out of alignment with the kingdom of God. Now, I'm genuinely open to either option. I'm on a search for truth. I want to know what scripture says. I want to know what theology says. But if you've seen the latest video, if you've seen that gospel uh, and the environment video, then you know what I believe. This probably isn't going to come to a surprise to you that I think the latter is true. I think that we Christians should care deeply about everything God created, uh, ourselves, our, our neighbors, and the rest of creation, and that we ought to take seriously that call to steward it. And so what is it that has driving so many Christians to see it differently from that? Now, I've read pieces that argue against the prioritization of the Christian environmental stewardship from the people that have written them. And this is in really a, not a big group of Christian leaders, but sometimes a vocal group. And their arguments typically fall in line with one of a few different categories. One may, might be that environmentalists make an idol and worship nature, and we don't want to be aligned with anything that can be represented as idolatry. Therefore, environmentalism, not for me. Or another option is people often say environmentalism is going to be bad for the economy, and what's bad for the economy is bad for our neighbor and people we love, therefore we cannot endorse environmentalism. Another uh, common uh, reason that Christians shouldn't be involved says that environmentalists don't value human life. They think that humans are the cause of environmental degradation, therefore we need fewer humans to have less environmental harm. Uh, a, a fourth um, common reason why Christians shouldn't be involved in environmental stewardship is that this is a left-wing perspective. And as a Christian, many people feel that they are more in sort of the, the, the right side of the political spectrum and the conservative corner, and they don't want to be associated with anything that's seen as a left-wing uh, talking point. So are we seeing a pattern here? They aren't using theology or the Bible. They're saying, we don't like the words and the behavior of those environmentalists. Therefore, we want to distance ourselves from their platform in every possible way. So there's that tie-in. Like my sons, they're making decisions to be on the opposite of side of their adversary rather than trying to make a decision that is just correct. That is the the right way to be, the best way to be. Now, it's not a perfect analogy because when it comes to Luke Skywalker or Han Solo, there's no right way. They're both great, right? Okay, but in this case, whether Christians should care about the environment or shouldn't care about the environment, I don't think those can both be true. So when they do appeal to theology, they use in what is, in my biased opinion, bad theology. They say that Jesus is going to return soon and lay waste to this world, so it doesn't matter if we make a disaster of it today. So this perspective that Christians should not be engaged with taking care of the environment. Now, whether you want to be associated with being an environmentalist, that's perhaps a different topic. But whether Christians should take seriously the call to tend and watch over creation I, I think that that is, that is absolutely an, a necessity, and I'll explain why that is. And so this, what we see here is, I think, people that are 
taking serious concerns, the idolatry of environmentalism and the dehumanization of environmentalism and the, uh, the tendency to uh, be willing perhaps to sacrifice the economy of the environmentalism and the, the political association there and saying these are reasons why we shouldn't be there. And I think that's not good religion. It's religion based on on political association or just sort of gut feelings and wanting to push back against your enemy rather than saying, what does scripture say? What does God value? And how do I make sure I'm aligned with that? So as the rabbi Jonathan Sachs says in his book, The Great Partnership, the cure for bad religion is good religion, not no religion. So we're not going to abandon Christianity because we seem to be um, making our decisions based on, on politics and ideology rather than on theology and scripture. We're going to try and reform Christianity and encourage Christians to pay attention to the call to environmental stewardship that we think that I think is so plainly found in scripture. So yes, environmentalism can be a secular religion that worships creation and we don't want to take part in that, but that doesn't mean that Christians don't have a significant role to play as stewards of creation. And yes, some environmental policies could be bad for the economy, but some could be good for the economy, especially the long-term economy. And we don't have to choose those catastrophic options. Yes, some environmentalists don't value human life, but caring for creation doesn't mean we'll end with the same conclusion that they do. Yes, environmentalism is currently associated with the left wing of the political spectrum, but it hasn't always, and we should align with good scripture and good theology, not polarized politics. All these excuses don't mean we should disregard the explicit instructions in Genesis that humans are made in the image of God and that we are called to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and that we were put in the garden to tend it and watch over it. So in the weeks to come, we'll walk through a few different topics, both discussing the reasons why some argue we should not be concerned with the environment and the reasons why I think we should. We'll start with the gospel, because Christianity is the gospel. It is the hope we have in Jesus that evangelicals believe needs to be shared with the whole world, that if you follow Jesus, dot, 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 but, well, depending on how you answer that question, what happens if you follow Jesus will probably influence how you view the environment. And we'll talk about that next week. Thanks for listening to the Disciple Science Podcast. We believe that integrating science and Christian faith can inspire a fuller knowledge of God. Disciple Science is a nonprofit and we are fully crowdfunded, so we're dependent on your generous support to make our videos and to produce this podcast. You can give by visiting our website at disciplescience.com and donating through our secure support portal there. And while you're there, you can also explore the rest of our resources, sign up for the newsletter, and send us feedback about what you want to hear more about in the future. If you want to help in other ways, we would appreciate if you would rate and share our videos and podcasts, liking and commenting on our videos, and telling your friends about Disciple Science 
all of those actions can go into those crazy algorithms and make disciple science a little bit more present to other people. I want to thank my former student, Caleb Davis, for producing this episode and for composing our theme music. I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again next week.